Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and cousin Brewski. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. In a world that is sometimes uncertain, you can always count on the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski, a bi-weekly podcast for crying out loud. Yeah, that's fair. There's a lot of people in this world that'll let you down, but we will consistently, uh, I don't know, annoy you, insult you, uh, make you laugh, somewhere in between all of those things. You can count on us. Yeah. That's right. Uh, maybe you will be upset. Maybe you will hate us. Maybe you will love us. So you got to listen to find out. But we will give you some emotion, let you know that your ticker's still working somehow, right? True. I explained this to my son recently, that our goal is for people to either love us or hate us. And he was like, why would you yeah. want people to hate you? I was like, well, A, I was taught that in broadcasting school. If you're not affecting emotion out of people, then you're never going to be loved or hate. You know, you're never going to be popular. But That's if you right. think about it, if some group of people are yeah. going to love you, then conversely, the other group has to hate you. Mm-hmm. Can't have one without the other. That's nicely said, dude. I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly right. There is no sun without darkness. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Oh, really? See, I would. Li- I, I I don't like to be hated. I I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good. Uh, I would well. rather be adored and loved. You know. I know. That's because you're a nice, level person. I uh, There are certain people I don't mind pissing off in this world, and it's generally the uh, conservative Trump lovers out there that I would be. I would find it odd if they did love us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. We always say, uh, you know, it would be kind of odd uh, to be on Truth Social because, well, everyone would hate us there, right? Oh, indeed. And we get enough Thanks, hatred yeah. just on regular social media. So, you know, <laughs> we have this right. one super fan in Kansas who's been listening, and I, I haven't heard from him in a little while. And I'm starting to wonder, like, at what point in our show do we get political? Because the guy from Kansas, I'm wondering, he's he's probably conservative, right? Uh, you never know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a couple of cousins in uh, Kansas, in Wichita. Uh, sure. they're, not, they're not conservative. I'm speaking in generalities. I'm just saying odds are decent that he could be conservative or not. And sure. I'm wondering if uh, his love of us would outweigh any of our uh, political leanings. But uh, time will tell with all of you. He's a true super fan. He would let us uh, indoctrinate him. <laughs> you know, like uh, bring him to the good side of things, the right, right. side of history, if, as it were. What's the difference between indoctrination and education? Like, we're just sharing the facts, people. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Just because we're right, <laughs> you know, it just means that you want to be right, too? Well, start believing in the vocal minority. We're a cult. I'll, I'll say it. We're a very yeah. small cult. But, um, yeah, thanks for joining. And as I've said before, facts have a liberal bias. That's an old, it's an old saying, and it's true, because we tend to base things on facts. Science! Right. How you doing, Brewski? Doing great. Doing awesome. Yeah, you look good. You look like you're feeling good. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, feeling pretty good, yeah. Good. Well, uh, I hope you're all doing well in the podcast world as well. Are you feeling humble? Are you feeling arrogant? There was a great song that came out just months ago, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, and it was called uh, 
uh, Bitch Be Humble. Uh, I, I like the song because I appreciate a humble person in my life. Uh, mm. But it, like Steve just said, with sunshine, you got to have some darkness. So it wouldn't be nearly as much fun if we were all just humble. We need some arrogant people in our life too, right? It's about balance. It's yin and yang. And um, I feel like I'm here to represent the more uh, arrogant side of things. But uh, is it arrogance? Is it confidence? I don't know. No. Most people tell me it's arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I came across an article uh, I thought it would be interesting to talk about. It's uh, 15 clever phrases that instantly humble an arrogant person. Oh. I mean, whether arrogant or not, Harness, I mean, even you have been to, I don't know, a bar somewhere where you're like, the guy's a dick, dude. He's so arrogant, you know. Sure. Uh, there's uh, there's always something uh, fun with mild arrogance because a lot of the time it's a joke anyway, and it's almost self-deprecating in a sense. You know, I would agree. With I'm that. awesome. You know that kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, you know, when you meet a real arrogant person, you know it's real, it's vile, and you don't want to be around it, right? Yeah, no, that's fair. I try to temper my arrogance on topics I feel I can, uh, you know, put my money where my mouth is. But um, no, some people are just arrogant douchebags for sure. Some of them are uh, famous celebrity types, politicians, etc. But uh, there's a lot of arrogance in this world. Some of it founded in reality, most of it not. How many times have we heard and maybe even been there ourselves where, you know, we'll be telling somebody a story of something that happened to us yesterday at work or a grocery store, wherever you are, and it, you think, oh, I wish I knew that. Then. I wish I could have said that then. You know, it happened so fast. I didn't say it. Uh, but we always come up with great comebacks, uh, you know, 20 hours later, right? Yeah, it's a common thing in life for sure. I, I think on this show, we try to be better about it. Like, I don't know if the, things come better to us because this is what we do or or if I've spent so many of those 20 hours thinking of things, I just have this like mental reserve bank of good comebacks. So. Some people are better at it than others, uh, but we've all been there uh, at some point in our life. This list may help you because these are just little statements that you can remember. If you're around somebody that's arrogant, you yeah. take charge, you take control, uh, you take power of the conversation, and you say these things, okay? Right. I'll be the control of this experiment. We'll see if any of these things would humble me or not. All right. Each one comes with the statement and a small description as to why, okay? Okay. First one on the list is, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Because <laughs> we know arrogant people like to talk a whole bunch, right? Interesting. This Are isn't done yet. Yeah. Go ahead. This isn't about politeness interrupting their bragging monologue with such a blunt question throws them completely off script. If highlighted how long they've been dominating the conversation. That's what this does. Pair it with a deadpan stare for maximum impact, sending the message that their self promotion is bothered, boring, and unwelcome. Are you done yet? <laughs> mm, it's interesting. I've had many a fight with a uh, romantic interest where, you know, I'll get accused of uh, cutting them off, not letting them get their entire thing out. So then whenever someone throws that at me, which I, maybe I do, I don't know. But uh, whenever someone throws that at me, I'll just sit there silently and then I'll just let them talk and talk and talk and talk. And then eventually I'll say that. Are you done yet? <laughs> and they never seem to appreciate it. No, dude. It means you're listening way with all that's on your mind is, uh, are you done? You done? Well, you're not listening. So, you know, I, I usually just ask them, did, did you say something? 
<laughs> As you get older, Brisky, you're going to be able to pull off just the straight. Huh? What'd you say? I don't think these I are feel, great. are you done yet is a uh, double-edged sword. Because on one level, I'm being respectful. Like, are you done? Can I talk now? But yeah, <laughs> it's obvious that I'm just waiting to tear you apart. So are you done talking now? Can I jump in here and eviscerate you? Yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing to say to your partner <laughs> or friend <laughs> in life, but someone who's arrogant, mm. yeah, sure. I think it's a pretty good thing. Well, what do you do when your partner's arrogant, <laughs> you know? Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe you've got bigger problems, dude, if you're well, yeah. arrogant. So. Exactly. It's funny. I was just recently on the road trip with Emily, my uh, my female BFF since, you know, middle school or whatever. Yeah. And I, uh, I had posed a question to her where, you remember this, Nick, the Hindenburg was uh, spending way too much time with this other cowboy. And uh, it was so obvious to me that the cowboy was hitting on her, right? She came home, you know, humming, save a horse, ride a cowboy. Like, it was getting out of control. <laughs> right. And one day I had to tell her, like, you do know this guy likes you, right? Like, all these rides you're taking alone. Like, I trust you, but I don't trust him. Like, I had to have that conversation. And Emily told me, like, mm, you shouldn't have done that. Like, that that sounds like you're being jealous or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how should I have addressed it then? She said, you should have run. Because if you felt the need to have that conversation with your girlfriend, it, it, the, the whole thing is already done and over. Of course she knew the guy was into her. Of course she knew how it was making you feel. So you shouldn't even have had to have the conversation. You should have just run. Was like, that's, huh? an interesting con- that's an interesting yeah. thought. And I think it's probably true. Uh, Turned out to will- be true. Yeah, I mean, it did turn out to be true. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this, dude. The, Rachel leaves town a lot, and she goes to these lawyer conventions. Mm. And I am 100% aware of the fact, because sometimes I go with her, that they always include late-night drinking, and everyone's wasted, and, mm. you know, just enjoying themselves. Uh, I trust Rachel and have never had uh, never had an issue to have the conversation with her. Yeah. I will say that we're allowed to have insecurities, you know, like uh, even if you even if you started out that way, say, I realize this is my insecurity that I need to tell you this for, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, but it's a that's tough one. Maybe you should have ran. But, yeah, you can share that insecurity. And you're not telling her what to do. You're just saying, like, you're aware, right? This guy's really into you. So just, you know, if you didn't know, be careful with it. You know, yes, that's how I was approaching it. Of like, I, I I trust you. I don't trust him. I'm not telling you. I'm just wanting you to be aware. Like, I felt that I was coming at it from a good angle, but but a female told me uh, contrary. Yeah. But the question is though, on some of Rachel's outings, does she hang out at the bar with just one dude? Everyone else has gone back to the room, and now it's eleven o'clock at night. She's sitting in a bar with Larry, just having drinks. <laughs> I think for the most part, this is ninety nine percent group stuff. You know, right. uh, the one percent of the time was uh, or would be is that she smokes, and some of these people smoke too. Yeah. And uh, you know, they'll go out and hang out and stuff like that. You know what? I've always trusted her. I haven't had an issue with it. I did, however, have, there was a time that she called me. And she was like, you know, we're all hanging out and this guy's, you know, so-and-so's really coming on to me. Yeah. And he, he knows that I'm married and everything else. And I was like, if you're uncomfortable, you know, like, don't hang around him. It doesn't sound like, you know, that's a good thing. He ended up, uh, she had to say something like, you know, yeah, it's making me uncomfortable. You know, I'm married, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He followed her up to her room. <gasps> oh. Yeah. 
So, I mean, again, like you said, I trust you 100%. Some of these other people obviously are untrustworthy. Yeah. No, date rape is a real thing, even though they're yeah. not on a date. You know what I mean? They're in a social situation. Yes. And, and yeah. roofing has always been a thing, but it seems even more common nowadays. So, yeah, that was my approach of like, hey, don't trust this guy. I know guys, and guys are shady, but... Yeah. 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 The reason I asked you that question was because would you put yourself in that situation to Rachel? If you were at some radio convention and everyone else went home and now you're just sitting there with with uh, Jane, you know, some woman, would you yeah. not go like, eh, this looks a little weird. I shouldn't be hanging out at a bar with just this one woman. It just even though I'm not going to do anything, it just looks bad. And I don't want my person to be, you know, even have a, a reason to question me. Uh, that's interesting. And it may be a double standard, but maybe I would have a little issue with her doing it. And I, and I can't, and I don't because she oftentimes has, you know, lunch dates or after work, you know, dinner with another attorney that would be a, a male. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, but I, I understand that, that it may be a double standard because I would do it. You know, if I was uh, out at a convention and saw Heidi May, uh, you know, I'd sit down and have an iced tea with her, you know, yeah. with, without thinking like, yeah, this could be a little weird. During the convention, would you go get drinks with her at 10, 11 o'clock at night when it's just the two of you? Mm, you know what? I'll give you an example of somebody that I would with yeah. Mandy Morgan. Like we were close enough friends in the radio industry <laughs> that I would yeah. go, you know, after dinner. But uh, yeah, I, I, and you know what? If I suppose I, Rachel wouldn't even ask me not to do that. You she know, would I ask you, would you, would you, would you see ahead though? They're like, this may be weird. No. And take it outside of the work thing. What if Mandy called you up and was like, hey, you want to go on a bicycle ride with me tomorrow? Just the two of us. A bicycle ride's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a little weird. Much like a horse ride, right? Well, but the, yes. a, a horse yeah. ride though is, it's more r- romantic. <laughs> if, if, I mean, yeah. to be honest, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just it just is. I mean, yeah, uh, that a bicycle ride for sure. I also dated a woman. Well, it was Dottie. Um, that uh, she had a guy friend that would call her up at like ten thirty at night and be like, "Hey, I'm in the neighborhood. You want to watch a TV show?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh. stopping by your house at ten thirty at night, just the two of you." Huh? Like, uh, I yeah. would never. I, if if Emily even called, even if someone who was well established as a friend, I would yeah. never be like this late at night. Like you're just you and me watching TV together, huh? Like, yeah, I just think that looks weird to my person. I want to put them in that situation. Yeah, that's that's different. I, I wouldn't have an. Another, I, I wouldn't have another woman over to my house by themselves yeah, ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, unless, you know, Rachel was coming home and we were there waiting for her or something like that. And that goes back to Emily's original point. A, a, a good person thinking things through would never create the situation that you would need to question. Yeah, so for sure. All right. All right. Uh, we're talking right now about clever phrases that instantly humble an arrogant person. Uh, this one is funny. I don't remember asking. (laughs) They're humble bragging, trying to sneak in the praise for themselves under the guise of a regular story. Shut it down immediately. This response highlights the fact that nobody asked for their self-assessment and reminds them that their opinion of themselves isn't universally shared. Funny. I don't remember asking. Boy, you got to have some balls, though, to say some of these things in a group setting, because then you kind of look like the dick, right? 
Oh, what if you say it a certain way and you're like, funny, dude, I don't remember asking that. Wow. Thanks yeah, for letting me as know. with so many things in social settings, your delivery is, is key and in relationship settings. <laughs> There's some things you can say one way that'll be fine and certainly not the other, but that'd be a, that'd be a good one because that's, that's really zinging the, uh, the uh, arrogant person. It lets yeah. them know that you're open to a fencing match, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 so if you're going to be arrogant, you know, I can play along. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. You got to be careful when you throw down with some people because they're going to throw right back and then you're going to look stupid. So you got to be willing to have a little verbal back and forth, you know. Yes. Uh, Next one on the list is, and that's relevant to me, how? (laughs) How? (laughs) Uh, They won't stop going on about some accomplishment totally unrelated to you or the conversation. Force them to explain why on earth you should care. This exposes their self-centered worldview, where they assume their experiences are inherently fascinating to everyone around them. We've all met people like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, in a lot of ways, arrogance versus narcissism, because narcissists always try to make it about themselves. I mean, Donald Trump is a glaring example of that. Uh, yeah. Alexei Navalny was killed in Russia a week ago. What did Trump say? Like, I'm being persecuted just like that guy. I'm a political dissident. Like, his entire statement about the man's death was about himself. He's now uh, using it as an adjective. Like, uh, I'm I'm being Navalnyed. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what he's been, you know, I mean, wow. Yeah. So I should care about that why. But, um yeah, I, I like some of these, but yeah, there's an inherent amount of uh, ballsiness that would have to go along with any of these because it's tough. It depends who the person in these social settings is. Sometimes you just let them talk and move on, but other times sure. yeah, you want to kind of roast them a little. Yeah, if this is someone you're around all the time, especially, like it gets tiring, dude. Uh, the next one on the list, uh, I could see saying this uh, because you it comes across as you're helping that person. You get that makes you sound like a jerk, right? <laughs> I would say I would say that to someone like you understand that makes you look like a jerk. That's funny. That's the old like uh, you know I don't want to be offensive, but and, right, you're yeah, about yeah, to be yeah. offensive. Like so, you're basically calling them a jerk without calling them a jerk, <laughs> right? Yeah, you sound like a jerk. You're not a jerk, but you sound like one, right? Yeah, if you couch it correctly, like, hey, listen, man, I know you're not a douchebag, but boy, do you sound like one right now. Right? Yes. I just want to make sure everyone else here understands. You're a great guy, but can you explain your douchebaggery right now for us, please? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, next one on the list, I wouldn't even be able to, uh, to perform this. Uh, I don't have the control that it requires. I was told to put your tongue in a circular fashion. Is that what you're talking about performing? No, 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 no. I'm talking about silence and a raised eyebrow. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I don't know if I can do the rock thing, per se, with the one eyebrow cocked up. That's, that's the best one ever right there. Sure. Yeah, but I have been told many times, not only from girlfriends, but back in the band, like I've had a lot of people tell me, you talk with your face, and as I'm sitting here talking, I can just see the disdain or whatever it is. Like I apparently can't hide it. Yeah. So yeah, I would. I don't know if it'd be one eyebrow per se, but people seem to know exactly what I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, you're pretty good at that. Uh, I can't raise one eyebrow. I can raise them both, and sometimes we'll do that in a form of a question. What? You know that type of thing. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll put both my eyebrows up and really stick my eyes out 
And sometimes even take my penis out for a surprise. Oh. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, sometimes you got to emphasize things. I've got my own moves. It's the exclamation point. Uh, um, no. And yeah, I, I definitely have been told that I talk with my face, but I also find it to be a bit of a skill. It's kind of the resting bitch face thing. Yeah. Sure. Like um, homeless people, they don't ask me for money. Uh, people soliciting <laughs> outside of a supermarket, they don't ask me to sign the petition. I just have a way of just putting the steely cold look on my face where they're like, excuse me, sir. No, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you that uh, I'll fill you in on this, Brewski. Uh, Harness got a new driver's license. Uh, and he sent me a picture comparing <laughs> the two of them because they're several years apart. Yeah. I never yeah. got a feedback on that. So, yes. What do you think? Uh, well, yeah, I, I did feedback and say, like, you've lost a shit ton of weight. I mean, you were obviously looked heavier in the first one. I don't know if you had send on that. I don't remember, actually, because we moved on to some other discussion. But, but uh, yeah, the point, Bruce, was, it was two licenses six years apart. So one okay. was before you lost 40 pounds. And, but, yeah. Uh, the other thing I noticed about it, and I didn't text you this because I was like, oh, I'm going to tell him that on the show. Yeah. Uh, there's a good chance that, uh, if I didn't know you, I would say, wow, that guy's a serial killer, dude. Right. The look in your eyes and the no, there's no grin. <laughs> there's yeah. no smile. It looks like you want to kill somebody. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I got a resting bitch face that I, I just know how to intimidate with my eyes. And the funny thing is, is when I took this, you know, I had to get a, a new license. It was my six year renewal or whatever. The <laughs> woman told me, she was like, all right, like, you know, look at this thing there. We're doing the pictures. She's like, all all right, stay here, and I'm going to count down. Smile if you want to. And I didn't smile at all. You know, she even prompted me. You're allowed to smile. I'm like, nope. Because I figure if I'm showing someone that, I'm not going to be in a happy mood, per se. So I want to convey my my sternness. Uh, my identifications, anytime they can. Oh, I wish I had my wallet on you. I'd show you. But, uh, like, my Costco membership you know, they're all just, they're black and white pictures, and they're, like, just your head, usually. Right. Uh, mine is giving a thumbs up like this and smiling, you know, <laughs> on my cause. Every time I show it to them, the, everyone loves it, dude. If we could do that with our driver's licenses, you could get out of so many tickets. That's hilarious. Yeah. I guess I figure I'd go the other way with it. You're right, though. People ask me constantly to fill out the stuff at the grocery store. Uh, my, mm -hmm. You know, my brother has this whole theory on when he gets on an airplane, he has something that he does to let people around him know, I do not want to be bothered and I don't want to talk. Yeah. He farts? He, he doesn't, but that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, I think we said just shit your pants and people will leave you alone. But uh, you do. Yeah, you, you, you can... Just tell people, like, I have no interest in you as a human being. Yeah. And it's funny, as soon as I crack a smile at somebody, then it just all switches around. But no, I've got the very stern face, and it's come in handy many times. Like I said, homeless people, solicitors, people knocking on my front door to preach the word of Jesus. Like, they they realize quickly it's not going anywhere. I get caught in all of the things you just mentioned. I am caught in every single time. Because you're the nice guy. I'm the dick. <laughs> so. I'm going to try it, dude. I'm going to try and just... <laughs> I'll start it. laughing. Yeah. You got to work Bruce, on the mirror. And by the way, those two side by side pictures, like, 
it's way it's hard when you're losing weight because to you it's subtle right you know you don't <laughs> sure. see the difference day to day comparing yeah. those two pictures i almost feel like i look emaciated right now and i know we've talked about the fact i got to gain a couple of pounds but i couldn't tell if i should be proud or like damn dude do you have aids like what the hell's going on here <laughs> no you've just become way more conscious with what you're doing in your life i mean you used to land or pine trees and puke after a short walk you know <laughs> right. like uh, you know we so, yeah, from a law yeah. firm in Philadelphia unjustly. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Like, geez, I've had some people that know me walk up to me. They haven't seen me in a couple of years. Like, wow, look at you. You you okay? I'm like, yeah, I've been working out. <laughs> I don't have cancer. You could, uh, you could stack on uh, up to 10 pounds. Hang out with me for a weekend. You'll get those 10 pounds added on. No problem <laughs> yeah. at all. You if can't talk him into it. He's got, he's got too much self-control, dude. Uh, he's got too much discipline in him. And I don't say you could stack on another 10 pounds uh, as a recommendation. I'm saying, like, uh, without you looking emaciated, mm. if you feel that way, you could put on another 10 pounds and try yeah. it. I don't know. Looking at myself uh, right now, I feel fine. But Oh, hey, can yeah. I tell you real quick a quick driver's license renewal story? Yeah. I, uh, as anyone can see watching us on the interweb, I have glasses, but I do not want the designation on my license saying that, uh, that you know, that I have to have glasses when I'm driving because sometimes I forget them, right? Yeah. So the woman asked me, like, do you need those glasses for driving? I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. She's like, all right, cool. Take them off and let's do an eye test. I bullshitted my way through this eye test. I don't know if I got 100% or just barely passed, but I I literally thought one of the letters was the number seven. And there's no numbers up there. They're all letters. Neither. And I'm sitting here, oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know if I just guessed well. I mean, I just took my best guess at each line, but I'm sitting there going, wow, I really can't read these lines. I don't know if you should uh, ever forget your glasses, dude. If you, yeah. I mean, if you can't see, you're uh, barreling down a road with five to six thousand pounds, and you yeah, know, but that's like, garbage. I mean, when you're driving, do you need to be able to read little letters uh, ten yards out in front of you? What if there's no. a little person in front of you, dude? Well, crossing the street, you know. I, mean, I have my right, my I have glasses. I call my nighttime seeing glasses because if I try to drive at night without those glasses, yeah, it, it like things come up on me really fast. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you know, I ski without glasses. I ride dirt bikes without glasses. It's just thing. I can see everything. It's just a notch or two out of focus. And now maybe it's three notches out of focus. But, but I got away with it. It doesn't say it on my license. So, why are you trying to avoid that? Because I forget them every now and again. And I, if I get pulled over, that's just an automatic offense. So I don't want it on there. I I like to drive with them on, but every now and again I forget them. Don't you need new glasses now? I mean, I could do a, for a update in my prescription. I'm sure. Yeah, do but, that. You know. Then you could leave those in the car. You know. Oh, have two pairs. Well, that'd yeah. be organized yeah. and responsible of you. So, <laughs> well, it's good advice. I'm going to get a spare set of glasses put in my car next to my six pack of beer, just so I'm responsible. You know. Yeah, you got to be careful out there, dude. See what you're doing. <laughs> uh, we're talking about 15 clever phrases that instantly humble an arrogant person. And the next one on the list is uh, a lot of these have commas in them. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, do you hear yourself? Oof. I mean, uh, I'm sure that would humble the person. I mean, but boy, these are some 
there's a converse list somewhere out there of things assholes say when you're talking in public. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've said to you on this show before, like, are you listening to yourself? (laughs) Do you hear what you're saying right now? I've said that to you before. You could ask people that. (laughs) Just, I just sometimes I need confirmation. Like, you know what you're saying right now. (laughs) Right. Boy, that's condescending, hurtful, but you might as well just call him an asshole. Like, do you understand you're an asshole right now? Like, that's really what you're saying, right? <laughs> uh, sometimes he just got to check and just be like, oh, because maybe it's coming off wrong. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, you're saying what you don't want to be saying. You honestly hear yourself. You hear yourself right now. Uh, do you have a traumatic brain injury? Because I don't know if you understand <laughs> what you're saying right now. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. Uh, This is just when you're dealing with uh, uh, instant uh, arrogant people. You know, you want to humble them a little bit. These are things you can say. They're not meant to be nice. You're not giving someone flowers. Could you dial back the ego to like a five? (laughs) (laughs) Again, can you dial back the assholeness down to about five, please? That just sounds Uh, sounds off when I say this, but that just sounds like something a flaming queen would say. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm sure we we could. Bruce, do it. can you dial the homophobia back to like five, please? <laughs> five. Okay, that's the thing. That's something that I would hear out of uh, Cameron from Modern Family. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Yeah, these are bold statements. I mean, yeah, I think they would uh, probably humble someone. But then again, if you're the arrogant a hole saying all this stuff, I don't know if anything's really going to take it down a notch. Yeah. I, uh, if you're real arrogant, you probably need to hear some of these things, okay? Yeah. I want the third uh, person at the cocktail party just going, do you know how awkward both of you are making this conversation right now? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, next one on the list, uh, when you're with an arrogant person, you can humble them a little bit by saying, I'd be impressed if it wasn't so obvious you're full of shit. <laughs> 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 I love that one. That's a great yeah. one. Wow. Oh, I'd be impressed if it wasn't so obvious you're full of shit. Come on. Yeah. These sound like two arrogant people just going back and forth, trying to out-arrogant each other. Uh, maybe. Did you ever hear when you were in school, like, uh, I, my, my girlfriend's a model. She lives in California, <laughs> you know, yeah. like in a different state. Like, oh, I'd be impressed with that if you weren't so full of shit, dude. Come mm. on. I was going to say, I've said that sentence before. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> That's just pride, Um, I believe. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) I'll be sure to let you know when I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) Things are getting more dickish the further into the list we get. Like, wow. Uh, This is to be said when they won't shut up about how amazing they are. Stop listening. Walk away mid-sentence. But toss this uh, parting shot over your shoulder. Sends a message loud and clear that you're not a captive audience for their ego trip. What about just saying, yeah, okay, that's really interesting, and then walk away? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, none of these are uh, de-escalation tactics for sure. This is just blowing up the entire conversation. (laughs) Yeah, it's meant to humble and embarrass. Um, uh, So what else do you have going for you? (laughs) (laughs) Show us your dick. Just whip it out. uh, You might as well. Uh, You're about to lose me. I mean, can I see your penis? How about we just punch him in the throat? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you you give it a shot and let us know how it works out for you. You could always just say to them, that's like wicked fucking retarded. (laughs) (laughs) You good. No, that's uh, that's good. And it's uh, it's regionally appropriate for you. So. (laughs)
Yes, that's right. We can't make you lose that. Don't be silly. Uh, Well, we hang around with arrogant people just so we have a friend. Would you? Do you? I mean, sometimes we put up with a lot of bullshit because it's hard to make friends, especially at our age, right? I mean, this is my thought. If I don't make a friend at work... Uh, I mean, I don't go, I don't go anywhere else regularly, so I need to make a friend at work. That's about my only option. Well, that's why all three of us are friends. That's where we all met, right? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. And I feel like right. I feel like I'm the arrogant asshole people hang out with because you know I'm nice a lot of the times, and then I just sprinkle in the arrogance. So it's yeah, it's negligible. I feel like you guys can manage it. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, look, the ones that are still here find it manageable, right? Okay? Exactly. Yeah. I'm thinning the herd rationally. This is something I've uh, I've brought up in my uh, my therapeutic efforts of late. That it's really hard to meet guys. It, I mean, yeah. I live in a small town, but I would imagine even in a big city, it might even be harder in some ways because you know it, it, there's loneliness in the masses out there. And and yeah, it's hard. Are you guys aware that most dating apps nowadays have a friend category? Yes. I didn't know it, and you mentioned it to me like a week ago that uh, you could uh, just go on to make friends with guys or girls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bumble, I know, has it, I was told. Uh, Facebook dating has it. And the woman that told me was even honest of like, I have met some female friends on there. I can't imagine men are on there, though, trying to meet other men on on Bumble or something and that not be a code for something. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's what I would think. Right. But, you know, I mean, I guess it speaks to the societal uh, societal need to try to expand our friend circles that even dating apps are seeing that there must be an untapped market there if they're trying this, whether it works or not. I don't know. I was thinking about this maybe just a, maybe like a week ago uh, that most of your opportunity, whether it be, uh, I don't know, making friends or just getting to know people to expand your world a little bit because, oh, I met Bob. He was telling me about snowshoeing on Echo Summit. I think I'm going to go try it. You know, yeah. like it expands you in several different ways. Uh, I used to belong to clubs, dude. I used to go play. I used to play softball, co-ed softball. I used to play co-ed volleyball. I don't have anywhere to go, dude, to meet people. So, yeah, I get the need for it, but I don't think I would hit that button. Maybe I would if I didn't have you guys. Uh, you know, I've got a short group of friends. Right. Uh, if I was lonely and didn't have anyone at all, maybe I'd hit that button. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we only have so much free time in any given day or week or whatever, so I get it. And the club thing, that may be the only advantage you guys have in a bigger city. There's probably more clubs around. But, yeah, I kind of wonder who joins some of these things. In my small town, there either is no club or uh, a club or two I've shown up to. It's like two people sitting there, and you just feel even more loserish now. See, I wonder if you have uh, – but I, I, I would imagine you have underdog sports in uh, South Lake Tahoe. Never heard uh, of it. What is that? Uh, it's just a it's just a organization that um, – well, has softball teams, volleyball teams, underdog sports. They are an umbrella of different sports, co-ed stuff that you can go play, mm. you know, at the local college. You know, you show up at 7 o'clock and then play a volleyball game. And most of the time, or some of the time, you go out with the people afterwards and have a beer or whatever. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But I've never heard of that around here. I'll have to check in. Everyone keeps telling me to look into clubs, and I'm having a hard time finding any. Because something like that, you got to have enough people for multiple teams if you're going to start a volleyball league or a softball league or something. And there's not Since enough people up there for that. 
Well, since it's co-ed, you know, like uh, a lot of husbands and wives or husbands and husbands, whatever the case may be, are going to do these things together. So yeah. you could fill up a volleyball game. We'll see. Uh, I'm out there looking. So you got any other tips for me? I have uh, I have some tips why you have no friends. <laughs> okay. These oh, are, good. <laughs> the, yeah. The, this is because maybe, I'm the arrogant asshole at the party saying all those other things. So, yeah. Maybe these are some things that we can all change to have more friends because this is a list of what turns you off and okay. makes no one want to be your friend. Okay. All right. Well, then something's uh, wrong with you too, first of all. But yeah, let me let me know because maybe I can change these things, and it'll be the the magic answer. This is, uh, first one on the list is a good one, and uh, I'll tell you what I try. Well, maybe this makes me a fake person, but uh, th- I I'll do this thing that I'm about to mention, but it requires a certain company. Uh, I, I wouldn't be out at a bar doing this, but in private with you two, I might be doing this. Mm. Talking bad about others. So if I'm a big gossiper, then that would be a turnoff to people. Yeah, this says don't constantly tear others down to build yourself up. Most people can see right through that, and it typically has the opposite effect. So well, if you're talking bad about people a lot, you know, the negativity, people don't want to be around it, so they'll bail. You have to be careful with it because sometimes that kind of thing can be a bonding point. If you're gossiping about someone you both know, that's dangerous. But if you're tearing down Trump or you're tearing down some uh, actor that we both you know hate, like if sure. I'm trying to test the waters with you, then that I would say is is probably actually a bonding point. But uh, we've talked about it before with women that are just constantly berating their exes and whatnot. Like that is a bit of a red flag, or yeah. constantly spilling the tea on their coworkers or buddies. I think this is um, I think this is more focused on like, uh, oh, we're hanging out and then Amy goes home and we're like, Amy's such a bitch. dude. Right. I mean, you know, that yeah, that's a red flag because then yeah. obviously I'm going to do it to you when you leave the party. So, right. That's why no one wants to like me. But, all yeah, right. I don't uh, I don't know that I do that. Bruce, lack of self-awareness on the list, though. <laughs> well, we'll see. Do you talk bad about others like that? I don't see that in you. I don't say anything that I wouldn't say to that person's face, you know? Uh, yeah, but are you... Uh, here's the thing I think that this also includes is just that that negative energy, like, would you sit around in our conversation uh, be, you know, you just talking shit about other people? Some people, yeah. I mean, our <laughs> former boss at, at Entercom, yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a good that's bonding a, point. That's a grip on the boss together. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's uh, we talked about this on the show a little while ago about judging other people. It was on some list of like bad attributes if you judge other people, but there's a connotation there that you're negatively judging good people, right? Because we all negatively judge Hitler. We all negatively judge a child molester in your town. Like, should you say, like, hey, you don't know Hitler. How dare you judge him? (laughs) Right. Yes. It shows your moral compass when you're ripping on some people. Uh, Next one on the list is purposely making others uncomfortable. This is one that I feel like um, I do quite a bit. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it could be a bonding point because if you put up with Nick's sense of humor and weird Internet images he shows you, then, you know, you're you're connected. (laughs) But yeah. but yeah, you thrive at that. So, and you're uh, the nicest one on the show. So, what does that tell us? Well, uh, I don't know about that, but I do like to make people uncomfortable. I find it real funny. Uh, my most recent real good one. Okay, I'm going to tell you. My brother was here, and uh, we were out driving around, and we had gone out for a couple of beers. <laughs> 
we're going home, and he had to pee like a racehorse. I pull up to a place that I has denied me bathroom services before because I wasn't a paying customer and yeah. told him like this is the place to go like they'll let you pee uh, I can I'm watching him through the window of the restaurant and he walks up and this guy is like you you gotta buy something he's about to piss his pants and I thought it was the funniest thing ever like I love to make people uncomfortable and I couldn't be around people who wouldn't accept that so i thank you both now like i said this could be a good uh gauge of who you should and shouldn't be friends with but <laughs> it depends you do it very comedically some people may do it you know just based on their ethnicity or weight law or something like so putting a trump flag up on their truck and driving around with it like you want to make people uncomfortable yeah well i mean i'll be honest i crave constant amusement constant and if i can if i can make people really uncomfortable and amuse myself at the same time yeah. It's like win-win all around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do a lot of good self-deprivating humor, and I feel like you know putting yourself on the spot to make them feel uncomfortable. Um, where was I recently? Somebody, they said, let's go to some bar. And I was like, it's not within 500 yards of a school, right? Because I'm not allowed. If that's <laughs> it's an uncomfortable thing to say, but I'm, I'm making a joke of myself. So. Uh, boy, I remember uh, years ago, my wife came to me and she was like, I'm thinking about doing stand-up comedy. And I was oh, like, oh, really? I was like, that'd be awesome to go out and try and do that, you know? She was like, I've been working on some stuff. And she tells me this, okay? Um, oh, boy. This is how she opens up, okay? <laughs> yeah. So my mom got fucked in a motorhome in the back of Chili's recently. <laughs> I was, well, I'm laughing already. So. <laughs> I was like, "What? What are you? Why would you say that?" And she was like, "She did." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, but you can't, it's true. <laughs> you can't say it. like that makes people really uncomfortable." She was like, "Yes." Oh. <laughs> I know. That sounds like a hell of a Saturday night to me. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, you got to be careful with what you say when you're making people uncomfortable. I get it. But if it's funny, yeah, you can get away with it, right? I didn't know, like, Andrew Dice Clay was her comedic role model. So right, you know, yes. Something to be said for that. So. Uh, this is why people don't want... This is why you have no friends, okay? You could be doing some of these things. Do you have a superiority complex? Uh, confidence is great, <laughs> but it can become problematic when you think you're better than everyone else. It's fine to be mm -hmm. confident, but if you need to put others down to feel that way, you're just insecure and it's not cute. Yeah, listen, I, I think I have a superiority complex on certain topics that I feel I have the moral high ground on and I'll kind of go off on those or... You know, if you're going to quiz somebody on dirt bike knowledge, like I think I'm probably superior to you, I'll, you know, try to humble you or whatever. But not <laughs> as a general ever, rule. No. Do, do you ever put on an act of a superiority complex with folks that just because you know it'll drive them crazy? Like you don't actually believe it, but, but you act like that. And it's so much fun to watch them lose this shit because of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, I was very good at that with my ex-wife, and uh, I feel like I even do I do that to you sometimes, Bruce. Where I'm just like, oh no, no, the Patriots, though they're they're doing the D-wing offense. I don't think you get it because that was developed in Europe, and I think it's just out. Like I'm just talking out of my ass, but I know yeah. it's driving me crazy. And I find that funny. So 
that was uh, that was the whole concept of our uh, character Rupert. Uh, you know, the show mascot of the vocal minority. You remember, he was just arrogant. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> fucker, that laugh. So yes. yeah, no, I I will do stuff like that for comedic purposes. Yes. It's funny. I, I do it's cooking all the fun. time. My kids will be like, why are you doing that? I'm like, kids, this is French culinary cuisine. I don't think you understand. This, this is actually old school. And I'm Let doing a do modern interpretation of it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Probably people nuts. I find it hilarious. So. I do as well. So, yeah, I think well, like what you said, you got to find You just got to find the right person. You can be doing some of these things for crying out loud. Right. Uh, oh, this is uh, this is universal. This next one. This If you do this, you probably don't have any friends. And if you do, they're just like you. And your douchebags. Okay. Uh, mistreating service. Oh, racist workers. jokes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Say it <laughs> mistreating service workers. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 I frowned uh, down upon that myself. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been in front of somebody who has, uh, you know, demeaned uh, a service worker, whether it be a waiter, waitress, uh, something like that? Yeah. Yes. And, and I wanted office. to spit in their food myself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's a classic red flag. Working on the other side, those are the only people's food I've ever like spit in or done something overtly terrible to it because they asked for it tenfold. Hundred yes. percent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and you're. And this right. is also dating tips, by the way, as well. Like I make sure I'm always nice to the wait staff, you know. But I always try to go a little bit above and beyond when I have other people around me, just so it's overtly obvious that I appreciate this person. Me too. Yeah. I feel that same way. Uh, this uh, particular uh, uh, user who wrote in about this mistreating service workers topic said, I had a distant relative in her 60s with whom I went out for a few meals. Uh, the way she spoke to the waiters and waitresses just made me so uncomfortable. Snapping at them to get their attention, being grumpy, talking down to them as if they were below her. Mm-hmm. Uh, got, some, you know, got some boy. Over here. <laughs> over here. Oh, I, I'll call you out on that. If you, if I'm with somebody who's acting like that, I have mm. to say something. Okay, but there's a nuance right there, though, because I've gotten called out for this before. I was in a, a restaurant. I, I think it was with an ex-girlfriend and both of the kids. And I, I think we needed the check because we're getting ready to go to like a movie or something that was starting at a certain time, right? Yeah. So the the woman waiting our table was walking you know, down the aisle, and I said, I put my hand up. I said, excuse, ma'am, excuse me? And everyone at my table was like, don't call her ma'am. That is so <laughs> condescending. Really? And I'm like, I thought it was polite. Like, what? Hey, lady? Like, how am I supposed to get her attention? Yo, bitch. Yeah, I right. think you just say, pardon me. Uh, I think that's what you're supposed to say is just, pardon me. Well, I mean, isn't it old school to call people sir or madam? Like, I thought those were good manners. Dude, would you ever call somebody a waitress you were trying to get a hold of madam? Not madam, but ma'am. Ma'am. I, yeah, I, I, sure. use, I use ma'am all the time. That's, Thank you. Uh, that is, uh, that's, I, it's, I understand where you're coming from, but that has become wrong in you know, recent years. What, what For a are couple you? What's of the gender reasons. neutral term then? <laughs> I'm supposed to be calling. Hey, you. No, part hey, of it's human? just uh, part of it is people make women, especially, would say that it, it makes them feel old. Mm. Don't call me ma'am. And then it also right, has lady. a negative connotation uh, to black people. Really? Yeah. 
When oh. we talked about this last time, calling black people angry has a connotation that I was unaware of. But so now Negative. if I call a black woman ma'am, is yeah, because, uh, like, you know, I'm doing they, some southern parody? Excuse me, you, you know what a mammy was? Uh, you know, oh, that's has, completely different. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm not, I don't make the rules, dude. I'm just telling you that, that it has I, a negative connotation. Okay, well, you know what? You direct the people over to me who told you that's what the rule is so I can tell them they're full of shit. Well, <laughs> well how can you tell them that? Well, direct them I'm over still. to me so that I can do that. Uh, right. But you're, a, you're white. How can you do it? And that's an How honest can I do question. It? I, can, I can point out that uh, calling someone ma'am is not the same as a mammy. They're completely two different things entirely. Right. But to you or to them, that's what you got to decide. I don't for. care. It's still bullshit. <laughs> okay. Right. It's just funny that something that was taught to us as children is uh, being polite manners is now bad. I, I would actually have more sympathy for the gender that I'm assigning a gender to the person. Because nowadays you're not supposed to assume a gender, so I so, would, I would at least understand that slap on the wrist. Can we say no, can we not say no, sir anymore? Yeah, apparently not. No, yeah, it's well, it's the same thing. You can't say you can't you don't call a grown man boy. It's the same thing. Well, yeah. no, because ma- ma'am is 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 you're showing respect to her. You don't know her well enough to say Mrs. So and So. You don't know her name. So what are you going to say? Yes, lady. Uh, yeah. A lot of times in the in the South, uh, they will refer like if her name is Sherry, they'll call her Miss Sherry. Okay, but I don't know her. If I don't know her name, if I'm just meeting her, Miss. Oh, just excuse no. me, Miss. No, no, ma- yeah. Miss. Miss actually is for an unmarried woman. So no, you're assuming you. that that she's an unmarried woman. No, I'm just telling you that these are the changed rules. I mean, just like we never called anyone them or they. Yeah, I don't like so. we, well, I will tell you, in that particular incident, I asked the waitress, because I felt so put on the spot by everyone at the table with me. When she did come over, I said, hey, I, I was just given grief for waving you down and saying, excuse me, ma'am. Like, what should I be calling you? And she laughed. And she was like, I, I understand what your company's saying. Like, ma'am is, you know, is kind of old school or something. But she was like, I would appreciate you calling me ma'am as opposed to just, hey, you or something else, you know. That sure. Was, clearly condescending so yeah uh, but i've had some people say you're not even supposed to like you know hey excuse me like i need i need i got i need the check or something like yeah i don't think that uh as long as you're polite about it i don't know why you can't ask for your check i mean it may be a misunderstanding of uh they think that you're comfortable in wanting the table or right. you know you could have a place to go and you haven't told them you know yeah that's tricky so all right what else? What else am I doing wrong to not have friends? <laughs> endless, endless talking. Some folks don't know how to let others participate in a conversation. They endlessly blather on about themselves, oblivious to others in the room. We've all seen that, been around yeah. it. No, the filibuster, as they call it. If you're doing that, then obviously that's wrong. I've picked up on times where I may go off on a little topic or tangent, but I'm very conscious at some point of like, all right, throw it over to them now or ask them a question now. Like, we got to do a little, yeah. you know, volleying back and forth here. But yes. Yeah, no one likes that. Uh, people, you know, if you're in a conversation, especially where you're just getting to know people, like, um, contrary to popular belief, like, people like to talk about themselves. You know, like Mm -hmm. uh, they want to be able to tell you about themselves or whatever. So you got to make that an even conversation. If someone's just blathering the whole time, like, okay, I get it, dude. It's a good test, like in the dating world, to gauge their narcissism and how interested they are in you. Because if you throw yeah. a question to them, like, tell me, you know, tell me about college. How'd you get into your career? Of course, you now expect them to talk for a little bit. But 
uh, will they take it in 10 other directions before they ask you a question or ask about your career? Like, it's a, it's a good testing, litmus test, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, remember, let, uh, in the 40-year-old version, the Cal told, told him that that uh, women don't care what you have to say at all. They just want to talk about themselves. Yes. So you let them do that. Yep. That's right. No, and sometimes uh, that, that, that trick does actually work, but it's with the wrong woman. Let's blaze through these last three because I think they're important. Lack of effort. Okay, lack of effort. That happens all the time, dude. And we talked about just recently, like if you're gonna if you're gonna make an effort, do a favor, that means you're giving something up to make this happen and people friends need to see that sometimes yeah it's not uh, you're not doing anyone a solid if it's just on your terms so to uh to put yourself out a little for someone else is good and i also i get a classic thing i, I had someone on facebook recently in some old my town like someone asked him like do you keep in touch with all the old crew and somebody said like i keep in touch with everyone but harness and they tagged me in it and i replied <laughs> back like hey I said, hey, the phone rings both ways. You know, why is it all up to me to reach out to you? Yes. And that gets very tiring. I've told you guys a million times uh, that I still talk to Heather. I've had so many. um, I, I she probably gets a hold of me one time to my eight or nine. Right. Wow. And it gets tiring, dude. It's like, you know what? I'm going to not call you. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you like you said, phone works both ways. Like I'm calling you to check in on see how you're doing. You know, if it doesn't, if you don't care, then I shouldn't care. Yep, exactly. Lack of empathy is on the list. Empathy is one of the most important traits we can develop. It helps us understand other perspectives and feel what they are going through. Lack of empathy is an instant turnoff in any type of relationship, even a friendship. Yeah. Feel it. That would go to the person that just talks all about themselves. Like, you, you mm. don't have any interest in what I'm going through or what my story of life is. So, yeah, no. Uh, it, it's a bad sign and a good testing factor. How about the inability to be wrong? Engaging with people who refuse to admit they're wrong is exhausting. We're all wrong sometimes, and if our egos are so fragile that we can't admit it, we'll struggle (laughs) to keep friends. All right, Nick, you're brilliant. I'm wrong. All right, someone mark it down. I was wrong. See, a good friend will be able to tell you when they're wrong. I'm just waiting for me to be wrong so I can demonstrate my ability to express that. (laughs) I mean, you haven't got to practice that. No. No. I mean, go on. How about racism? Racism ideology is a huge turnoff. Many uh, Reddit readers, uh, redditors, refuse to be friends with racists and will cut off a romantic relationship at the first sign of racism. Well, I would hope so. It depends what kind of friends you're looking for. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, bed sheets on your body and your bed. I was you may, say, you know, if you show up to the clan meeting and it's just all <laughs> peace and love. You're not making anybody's there, so you yeah. got to read the audience, read the room, right? I mean. And honestly, at any given Trump rally, that's a bonding point for those assholes, that they're all shared in their racism. Oh, you don't like black people either? Oh, that's a that's a bonding point for them. <laughs> a good litmus test for the rest of us. Yes. Uh, we don't like it uh, when people are uh, brutal honesty type people. Okay. Well, don't be brutal with me. I mean, if we're no. really good friends, you can pull me aside and you can be honest with me. But you don't need to be brutal. Yeah, well, there's a difference between blunt and brutal. But even but even people who say I'm blunt, yeah, that's just an excuse for them to be an asshole. Yes. That that that, that that's like that's like the whole oh I'm not trying to be rude, not, not to be, yeah. be disrespectful when you're about to be. That's just an excuse for them to be able to to then say something really awful. 
It can be, but there's also like, dude, I know you well enough. I got to tell you, like, you know, and just being blunt, being blunt, but not brutal, brutal and blunt. That's what are two I just said. Things, there's right? a difference between being blunt and being brutal. Not well, I, brutal, but blunt. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I will. I will say that when I'm on a dating app, if a woman says I'm I'm blunt or I'm brutally honest. I'm on to the next profile. Not that I can't take honesty, yeah. but you're just an asshole and you want to, to rationalize your bad behavior, and I'm not putting up with that. So. Yeah. Listen, if you don't know the difference between being blunt with somebody and being brutal with them, then yeah, you are an asshole. I'm just saying, there are incidents where uh, my son, my son's got stinky feet. I had to be blunt with him recently and tell him, <laughs> dude, you got a problem with your feet. Like, we got to figure out what's going on there. Yeah. Is that being blunt or is that being brutal? I didn't do, dude, your feet fucking stink. What are you, a pig? Like, that's brutal. Being yeah. blunt is just being upfront. Like, dude, you got a little issue going on here. What can we do? You know? Yeah. Yeah, but there's a, uh, there is a difference between being brutal and blunt, okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> Listen, the last one on the the last thing I should tell you about this is to be nice and people will flock to you. Most of the behaviors mentioned in the thread showcase selfish people, negativity. Yes. If you find yourself friendless, consider whether you act this way and try to flip the script. Try saying nice things about them instead of mean things. Good advice. <laughs> try not being an asshole. See how that works for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and to sum it all up, be a good person. You'll start developing excellent interpersonal relationships. Don't be yeah. a dick. Unless you want to hang out with other douchebags, then live it up. You know That's right. Birds wasn't of a feather there, flock together. Wasn't there a philosopher that told us, be nice until it's time to not be nice? That's right, Dalton. Good we, words of wisdom right there. There was also a philosopher that said, don't worry be happy. Um, <laughs> I tend to go with the Dalton philosophy a little more. I actually said that somewhat recently, like be nice until it's time to not be nice. And that's yeah. really a good philosophy in life. So you don't or, like the Robert McFerrin, uh, <laughs> you know, I despise Bobby McFerrin at every level. And uh, yeah. Well, uh, and that song too. stop yeah. worrying, dude, and just be happy. You'll like it. Great advice. Cheer up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> don't worry. Your bootstraps up. Come on, go. Yeah. Uh, this is a podcast. You're tuned in, so you already knew that. You can call us, leave a comment, ask a question, leave a death threat. 844-48-VOCAL. That phone line's on 24-7. We never stop. That's right. Get vocal. Find us on the social medias. We're on any of the ones that matter. And, uh, yeah, thevocalminority.net. Reach on out. Touch someone. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're someone of age, but, you know. Oh, it's implied, dude. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> not for everyone on the internet. It is not. Yeah. So. <laughs> right, and we invite you to use your telephone as a microphone. Brewski, please, if you would. Bye bye. And we say bye bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and cousin Brewski. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve.